You're listening to Core Stories. I'm Emily Bruff, Communications Director at Otter Creek Church. I recently had the opportunity to sit down with Carrie Brock, a longtime member here. We had a great conversation about relationships and community and being intentional. I think you'll really enjoy it. Thank you for listening. So first, just tell me a little bit about yourself. I have married to Lance. We have four kids who are um, 7, 8, 11, and 13 here at Otter Creek, and we I've been here my whole life. You have been a native of Nashville. Mm-hmm. There's not very many of those that I know. Yeah, we. I've been here in Nashville my whole life. My parents are Texans, but um, I was born and raised here and grew up at Otter Creek when we were in our last and first building uh, on Otter Creek and Granny White Pike. So I've just, Otter Creek is home. So Nashville's home, Otter Creek is home. And, and so where did you go to college and what kind of work do you do? Um, graduated from public school here in Nashville, uh, finished up at Lipscomb University after that. And um, I've done several things professionally from um, advertising um, until I had children. My husband and I then started Climb Nashville and now I'm doing design and artwork as well. So, And I have to say, I really enjoy your artwork. Oh, thank you. I really enjoy your <laughs> design style. Thank you. And I think... Um, you were in a magazine a while back, and then I was yeah. a little bit starstruck. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how that happened, because I was just doing my thing and not even... Um, was it... Which one was it? Southern Better Life? Homes and Better Gardens. Better Homes and Gardens, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I was just doing my thing, and then someone found me on Instagram with my 200 followers or whatever. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's just, it's just something I love. And I feel like for me, it is a, um, I've had my own little struggle with wondering if, if my skill set was, if I was given a frivolous skill set, but I've grown to really appreciate it as a extension of God's creativity that he put in me. So, um, so yeah, that's that's what I do. Now Lance is creative too, right? Does he sketch? He he is an um was an architect by trade and still is no longer practicing though. He would say that creativity is the skill set that architects need that he has the least of. So he's very analytical, very mathematic, um, very linear thinking. That out of the box thinking is a stretch for him. So he can do it, but it's it's not his his thing as much so and how did you two meet we met here at otter creek we met um at a it this is actually interesting because i grew up at or, at otter creek um in the youth group and all of that and during college kind of hopped around went to different churches visited um places but no place was really felt like home at that point i was kind of floating and then um i decided that i was going to really get plugged back into church and so the very first singles thing I went to I met Lance so um, we met right away and um, had chemistry and started dating and we're married 363 days after we met wow. so yeah it was fast <laughs> romance <laughs> that's, that's really sweet yeah and um, I feel like I remember a story about some sort of athletic event and socks 
He loves to tell people that I, when we met, I was playing football in socks. Um, the truth is that was probably the first and last time I've ever played football. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we, it was cold. I don't know why I took off my shoes, but not my socks. But anyway, that was, that's, that was me and he was into it. So, <laughs> and you like to road trip. We love to road trip. We love, there was, we are not the kind of family who ever um, considered road tripping or talked talked about road tripping. We like travel, but like road trip, family road trip never came out of anyone's mouth until two and a half years ago. And Lance just said, hey, let's go out west. And so um, when I realized he wasn't joking, <laughs> uh, we kind of started. He, well, he throws out ideas that he leaves me to figure out how to actually, like, execute. <laughs> so um, we, I figured out kind of like a, a route, and um, we just hopped in our minivan and took to the road for two and a half weeks. And it was so great that since then we have taken another two and a half week trip up New England, and then later just straight out west. Um, and so we just have a few states left before our little family of six will have hit all the 50 states, um, just just a small handful. But one of the things that's been most meaningful is, first of all, just time together. Because, you know, like I mentioned before, if you don't have time, you can't build a relationship. If you don't have time eye to eye, you can't build a relationship. Like that is not a relationship is not built through a device. And so when we're actually together, struggling together, I mean, it is not a cakewalk. It is not always a bed of roses. There's like disappointment, there's negotiations, there's anger, but we don't do any screens on the road. And, um, you know, like they did in the olden days. <laughs> we, we did that as kids, so I figured they can do it. And I really think that it's, it's bonded us. I mean, one of the things that I've been doing a lot of reading and studying lately, and um, we need a bank of memories to pull from as we age. And so I love just putting good memories in our kids' memory bank. And that has been so life giving for us to like think about fun trips and um you know now we get to talk to them about places they'd love to live when they get older and they've seen so much and the and the i feel especially connected and you probably do too with the creation and just thinking like god created all this he's so creative i mean there was no need for all this diversity in our in our landscape but he just did it and so to me i just think um that showing our kids that is so uh, so transformative and it helps build resilience i could go on but like it's just been really meaningful to our family so i encourage everybody to go hop in the car and suffer for, for two and a half weeks well that's something that i can relate to you on because that yeah. is definitely our strategy with our kids is no screens they hate it for the first five hours and then it's like they forgot they had screens. Absolutely. I remember we had the biggest success when I looked back, Lance tapped me on the shoulder and I looked back and one of my childs had this little Velcro mitt and she was watching the ball go down the Velcro mitt and watch 
watching the little Velcro system slowly detach, you know, so the ball is just slowly going downward down this little catcher mitt. And it was just fun to see her brain move, like, just slow, just slow, and look out the window. And, you know, when we are bored, we figure new things out. So I, my children don't tell me that they're bored because they know that I will give them chores. I mean, if you can't figure out something to do that in this big old house with all these crafts and whatever, then, then you're going to be washing windows. So, um, so I don't, I don't deal well with boredom, but, um, but yeah, they, they're just, they're so fun and we're only given one shot at parenting. And so there's a quote that I love um, that helps me stay motivated when I want to phone it in by Frederick Douglass, who says that it's easier to build strong children than it is to repair broken men. Mm. And I love that because it's kind of like, okay, yeah, this parenting is hard. It is hard. And sometimes it would be so much easier if we watched movies that whole road trip but I feel like there's something important that happens in that car and even though it's hard that's the way easier route than having to deal with it when they're 20 and messed up (laughs) which we also have no guarantee of but you know Mm -hmm. we can try and trust in the Lord so so with four kids how do you and Lance reconnect um how do we reconnect we um are not great at reconnecting. So that is, um, we're not ships in the night, but we've got busy schedules. We don't have a great, um, my parents are here in town and are wonderful, but four four kids is a lot. And so it's rare that we, um, I think we've been away from our kids one night. And um, it was some, uh, yeah, I think. and, you know, he's been places and I've been places, but we just try while we're at home and we have a ton of fun together and we, um, you know, travel together. But in terms of he and I, we go on date nights, but we're not great. You know, some people take trips every year for their anniversary. Um, and so, you know, I think that that's important for everybody. It's not happened as much for us, but I also think you can't compare yourself to everybody. Somebody who's listening to this is going to go, there's no way I'm going to take a road trip with my family. And that's fine, you know, but um, I think we have our own ways, but they're just not as exotic as the Cayman Islands. (laughs) But that's okay. That's okay. I wish I could tell you a funny Lance story, but I don't have any. <laughs> you'll have to, you'll have to get him back in here to do this. Well, one of my favorite um, marriage retreat promos was what you and Lance. Oh, did. what did we say? <laughs> it was just the back and forth. It was really. I we think do we- have good banter. We um he we're te- plug we're teaching the young marrieds with several other couples, um, and we don't have anything great to say. But I really do feel, obviously, very strong about community. So, like, I would love for that, the young marrieds, to really pack the house. Because I just think one of the best things that we did early in our marriage was go to young marrieds class. And you get to know other young marrieds and see other people and connect. So we're less important than me hoping that they show up for each other. 
Um, I think that if that happens, that will be a success. So, so has it been hard for him that you grew up here and sort of had this foundation at this church and, and then he's here? What has that been like? I don't think that's been hard for him to, to come into a church um, where I already knew people because in a lot of ways I felt like I had to relearn people again because, you know, when you're 24, um, the person who taught you Bible class is no longer your peer. You know, you kind of need to go and make relationships of your own. And so a lot of ways he was already plugged into the singles group. So he knew more people. Um, I feel like sometimes at churches, and I don't think Otter Creek is unique to this, there's sometimes a disconnect between the singles group and the rest of the church. Um, And so I think that for me, I had to transition from being my parents' child to kind of figuring out how I fit into church um, here at Otter Creek. And so Lance had already kind of figured that out. A lot of people, when they choose to come to Otter Creek, they they're already coming at it from a much more independent place than I was. So he was already kind of in a rhythm here. So was there, that sounds like an interesting transition where Mm -hmm. you sort of grew up here and people knew you as Nan and Doug's daughter. daughter. (laughs) And you know, I know that it's hard for me sometimes when I see kids that Mm -hmm. I remember when they were born to realize that they're grown adults now yeah. and like it was was there a moment that you can think of where you're where that was very frustrating for you or that that you had a, a moment of of decision a decision point of staying at Otter Creek or going out on your own um there have been a variety of points um since we have been here where I have felt more or less disconnected. Um, I think that's pretty natural for people. I think there are things that happen in life that can make people feel alone. Like, you know, young marrieds, when you all of a sudden have a whole new set of friends sometimes than you had before, and then there are transitions in jobs and motherhood and a new move or divorce, like those are things that I think can really make people feel isolated when they had someone who's no longer around or all of a sudden their stage in life changes and they have to form new relationships. So um, I have definitely, as an adult, Lance and I were married in 2002. And um, since then, I mean, there's been a number of times where I've felt um, dissatisfied for one reason or the other. And, and at the end of the day, almost all of that had to do with me. So I think that we have a great responsibility when we're discontent to double down and try to figure that out and sort through some things because things at a church change, people at churches change, um, and we change too. But, um, I think that, when you have a feeling of isolation or disconnection or loneliness, which is kind of the same thing, um, it's up to you to try to work that out for yourself with God's help, but um, to not just feel sorry. Community doesn't just fall into your lap. You know, you really have to put in the time. And for me, I feel that um, 
service has been really important for our family and for myself. When we have felt um, like something wasn't working for us, we have figured out a way to serve. I mean, the Otter Creek has so many opportunities that, to serve that I think a lot of people don't know about. Um, and that can be really, really easy. There's room in the inn, Meals on Wheels, uh, Summerfield Nursing Home. Um, you can stuff pews in the back of the auditorium. Those are things that are not hard and it gets you outside of your own feelings like your needs are the only ones that matter. Do you have a particular memory or a moment, especially with your children, where you realized that it wasn't only affecting you now, that it was really making an impact on your kids? Or, mm-hmm. Well, one thing that's really been meaningful to me is to see where my children are gifted. Um, your children are all so different, and you can see all of them. And you can see the areas that they're strong in and the areas that need growth. But changing them is not entirely up to you. And so for me, just the opportunity that my children have been given to impact the lives of others, and they can see how just their presence can change someone's life. Like that's been meaningful to me. So we have, um, we go and do a church service um, with some other families at Summerfield Retirement Home. And just seeing my children just connect with some of the older people there, and they're not even doing anything that spectacular um, or anything that remarkable, but just being there um, really touches lives and they can see it. And when we go back, they can see that they are remembered and they can see how their presence changes the the countenance on the faces of the people who are sitting there. And that to me has really, really been touching to see them shine in a way that sometimes has very much surprised me. So what are some other practical ways that you have reached out for community? You said it doesn't fall in your lap. How are some ways that you've been able to create community for yourself? Um, Well, first of all, it saddens me when people say, They've been at a church or they've been at Otter Creek for a long time and don't feel like they know anybody. Um, Because that means that I've fallen down on my job as well as the other people who are here at Otter Creek. But, you know, that's just a sad thing to hear. And it's a truth because the reality also is I can't know everybody. Um, And that can't be on one person. But if we, as a community, were doing a better job to see people um, and not be in such a rush, and really the only thing, um, the biggest thing I can think of is just time. Like, no one knows you if you scoot in and out of the door, which I I totally get. But that, um, if you're not lingering, no one even has a chance to, to... encounter you and and kind of um, meet you and I know there's different seasons for everybody so I don't want anybody to feel like this is like a guilt thing but if you think practically about your feelings of isolation and think have I even given people a chance have I have I been in the room to to make the relationships Um, then sometimes we can see that we haven't been showing up And so I think a lot of times 
the times in which I have felt discontent, I look back and think, wait a minute, I wasn't even there, you know, to, to, um, to make the relationship. So I think just showing up, going first, I'm really, um, try to stress that on my children. Like my natural instinct, it's not Lance's natural instinct. Lance's natural instinct is walk to walk up to anybody and start any conversation at any time. But my natural instinct is to wait. And, um, it is an exercise and discipline for me to, and it's an effort for me to, to not wait and try to be the first person to go first. Um, I've been here a long time. So the chances are if I see somebody, I may, they may have been here a long time, but maybe they need to know where a room is or how to check their child in. And so trying to notice people, Josh said a few weeks ago, um, we are looking for, for people looking for us. And I loved that. And I love to think about the fact that someone needs what you have. Someone who's showing up needs something that you can offer them. Um, So just kind of trying to think about others more than yourself. Um, Lee Camp reminded us in the communion a few weeks ago, and I loved this, just remembering we say the um, Lord's Prayer is plural. So it's our Father and we, and it's, it's, we are a body and we are not an island. Um, so if we're not really serious about that, um, sometimes I feel like, why are we even here if we're not trying to do this alongside other people? Is there a moment um, that you went first, that you walked mm-hmm. away with a new friend that has been mm-hmm. a lasting relationship? Well, now I'm going to have a reputation of quoting too many people within the church. But Rusty Bragg, um, one time I heard him say, don't just pay attention to the people that are you're trying to get to notice you. Like, see who's already um, paying attention to you. And that was really helpful to me because I found in considering what he had to say and considering that comment, there were certain relationships that maybe... I wanted, but they weren't actually producing fruit. And so um, instead of trying to look for the people that whose friendship I wanted, try to clue into the people who were already there and who wanted the friendship that you were already there offering. Um, so I can't think necessarily. I mean, that's that's happened to me so many times in so many um really valuable ways is when you just kind of shift your mindset to not thinking about who can serve you well, um, but who's just already there. Um, That can really expand and deepen your relationships in your community. And I was really, I mean, the people who poured out in me is also another motivator for me, like the people, the Del Wilcher and Pat Ward and um, Gail Shrigley and all of the people who are still teaching young people were my teachers. And so that came at a cost to them um, to pour out and just serve me. You know, I was just a little kid who had nothing to offer back. Um, So just seeing and learning from those people um, and just thinking, like, what can I do to do to pay that forward for somebody else has, is really motivating to me. But, yeah, so for me, 
the Bible says to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then to love your neighbors. And, and we're told that one's like the first command. And so, you know, the idea that to love each other is like loving God, um, to me, really demonstrates what we're here to do. So I just want to, I think if we all look around, there's somebody here who needs something. And when we feel um, worthless or that we have no value, there's a lot of people here that could use what, whatever it is that you have. So, And you started something here that, that really meant a lot to me when I was first coming here because it allowed me to connect with people that I had things in common with. Mm -hmm. So um, tell me a little bit about Titus 2 and what made you start that. Um, Titus 2 Women is um, something that I started, um, goodness, maybe 10 years ago now um, here at Otter Creek, and it's very sporadic. Um, but it's the idea of older women teaching the younger women. Um, I, I say older because that's what the scripture Titus 2 says, but it's really not, it doesn't even have to be about age. It can be about just areas of experience. Um, but if there's something that we can pass on to a future generation, then, well, then we should. And that's also very relationship building as well, I think. Um, I would love for people, it is not, um, it's only based, the events are only happen when I find the right group of people to share about a topic. So I would be thrilled if people would tell me if they have certain experiences that they think could benefit others. Um, they're one night only, so if anyone sees them on the church bulletin, I encourage you to go. It's a great way to meet other people and learn a little bit of something. Um, but, um, yeah, we've talked about everything from hospitality to infertility to depression to cooking. I mean, it's just really runs the gamut of topics, but um, you don't have to come to all. But if there's something that interests you, join. But really, I need people who will share from their heart. Um, well, Carrie Brock, thank you so much thank for you. coming in. This is fun. Sitting and chatting with me about community and relationships, and we'll see you around. Yeah, I'm here. Core Stories is a ministry of the Otter Creek Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. To find more stories, go to ottercreek.org/stories, or follow us on Instagram at Otter Creek Church.